How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And welcome to Dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, what happens if you ship of Theseus an awakened object? Um, well, does it happen before or after they're awakened? After is more interesting. Well, I guess as long as they keep their consciousness and it's the same person. But where's the consciousness of the awakened object stored? I don't know, but if you replace every single object and they are st- like every single like part of them and they are still like conscious and you don't have like a second uh awakened thing then now I suppose that it stays now with their that form. you have posited a much more interesting philosophical <laughs> quandary. Now that is something I want to discuss. <laughs> If you what split, happens? if 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 it's like a let's be super simple. If it's an awakened skeleton, if you like crack the skull in half and an like awake- gave it to another skeleton, does that make two separate people? That's called an undead, Ritz, and it's a good question as well. <laughs> no, but specifically like a okay, you know what? Fine, uh, fucking a no. medical skeleton that's made out of plastic. Okay, but like, yeah, and okay, a medical. Uh, that's a good fucking question. What happens if you, like, just take his hand off? Is, is his hand not... Uh... I don't know. Oh, Where geez. does the consciousness oh, lie, if anywhere at all? Because it doesn't have to be in the head. No. Oh my god, this is actually giving me existential dread. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's a magic thing, right? Yeah. I think it... I don't think it's stored in one place because it's magic. It would be like the concept of the thing. Like if, um, say for example, I had a an awakened, uh, like the the, the clips that you put on t- that you hold up uh, laundry with, right? Yeah, some pegs. That's that's three pieces. If I replaced uh-huh. the metal part, that would still it it would still be the same thing. Yeah. I feel like, like it would, like, if you replaced every single part at once, I feel like it would just, be, I don't think so. 
But I think if it, you went slow, it'd probably be. But what because happens? Because it's magic. Well, what happens to the parts you discarded? Do they not regain, like retain consciousness? It's like Toy Story, and they can feel everything, and you made them sad. In my, <laughs> in my head, it's more like the concept of this exact object rather than the specific pieces of that object. What happens if you, you know, those like cool highlighter pens that you can like break apart and stack in different ways? You know the ones. <laughs> yeah. What happens I feel if you cast awaken on one of those? It, well, I mean, it'd probably be, like, what? all of them or something. I don't know. Wait, there's That's a really like fucking a easy example that none of us have thought of somehow. Like, a doll. What if the doll loses, like, its arm? Is it, like, a human being where it has to get, like, a new one but can't, like, use it the same? Or is it, does like, you can just around? give it a new fucking arm? I'm scared. Can we play Pathfinder? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. You asked the fucking question. This is your scared. question. I'm scared. You scared yourself uh, with your own question. <laughs> Can we play Pathfinder? Let's play fucking Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah, we can play Pathfinder. Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> when we last left our adventurers in Abomination Vaults, our heroes experienced a 500 Founders Day festival, a celebration of the creation of the town of Otari. As they interacted with people from around town, learned about its culture, its history, and its inhabitants. They ended the night going to the Drunken Dragon Tavern and sharing a nice drink with each other. However, just as midnight struck, a baleful light coming from the fog fen, the lighthouse of Gauntlet, started to shine and its awful glow settled upon the Otari graveyard, from which undead now rise, dropping like rain upon the Dawnflower Temple below and it is up to our three brave heroes to save the day. Now, everyone, are you up to saving the day? Yeah. Yes, I am. Well, let's get this show on the road. Ulrich, Fiore, and Silk. The three of you are running. You make your way through the streets of Otari, which are lit only by the glow of, like, shops still open at this hour. As you cross the river, making your way down towards the beach which the Dawnflower Temple sits upon, you all have different faces with grave expressions on. Something terrible is happening. And whatever it is, it's coming from that lighthouse you explored. And there are many questions I'm sure racing through your minds, but right now only one objective. Stop this from happening. So let's start with Ulrich. Okay. Ulrich, my boy, how are you doing as uh, the night has come to quite the scary end? Stressed. They are definitely very sad that the night had to come to this and also panicked because the night had to come to this. The temple is getting bombarded by undead and Ulrich is trying to find the fastest way to said temple to the roof to take care of anything and everything that is happening. Um, his mind is going like a mile a minute. Part of him is wondering if he should like whistle for his horse to get there faster, but the other two don't have one, so it'll be a little... It'll be too time consuming. Um, <laughs> things like that. What's his horse's name? His horse's name? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, I had one. What's oh his horse's name? Fucking god. I had a <laughs> Oh my god, I had it. I had one too. Fuck. 
god. Watch out, we're gonna give him the worst name ever. <laughs> I will have to get back to you on this because I okay. did give him. A, you do I have did it, but the somewhere in your many it. documents. It, it's either in the in the many documents or it's somewhere in the documents in my brain. Um, <laughs> and we all know that bitch is a fucking mess. So. <laughs> and we love we'll it get for back that. To you on that. We do. <laughs> um, Silk, are you accustomed to running in heels? No, but he can do it. Okay. How is Silk doing as you dash through the streets? People are starting to, like, poke their head out of, like, the taverns are still open late for, like, uh, Founders Festival. How are you doing as you, like, dash through, holding onto your hat and hand on your hip where your gun is? Silk, when he moved here, never would have imagined something like this would have happened. Uh, the lighthouse was already pushing it. So it's... There's a sense of dread kind of uh, uh, welling up in him, wondering, oh god, am I about to live through a tragedy? <laughs> Only one one set of people can define that, my friend. Mm-hmm. And lastly, of course, Fiore. Fiore Sunchaser, this is the scariest thing to ever have happened in this town. And you know that for a fact, because you've been keeping track. He does keep track very well. Like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to Atari, you're pretty sure. How are you doing, champion? Uh, well, it's at the very least the worst thing to happen in his lifetime. Um, Fiore is kind of one-track-minded. I think that he is... Like, all he can think about is getting there. Like, I, I think he's gone into, like... The, I, I don't know if it's adrenaline. Um, like, he's just... All he can think about is getting back to uh, the temple before anybody can, like, get really hurt. Um, I don't think he's thinking about anything else. How he'll feel afterwards is up in the air. Yeah, and I think you were, like, Ulrich was talking about trying to find the fastest way back. I think Fiore knows the fastest way back, and I think Fiore is sprinting that. In his heavy armor that is, like, very, it's almost like a bell announcing your presence. Uh, people whip their heads to turn and look as uh, the Cambian paladin is just dashing with, uh, like, probably scimitar already drawn, right? Yeah. Uh, as you are dashing. And the three of you make your way down towards the beach, and you can see those, like, uh, undead falling from the cliff onto the building, like, like I said, droplets of rain, smashing into the top, and then climbing up and as you get closer, you see another thing. Flashes of sunlight. Sunlight which incinerates these zombies and skeletons, turning them to dust as they uh, fall backwards, deceased. Once more. <laughs> um, and as the tree you get there, you see uh, several clerics of Serenray, um, like, channeling up this sunlight blast and defending their temple, you know? And like, Holy light powers into the undead as they roar in anger, you know? As you start approaching, uh, I think one does lurch out and it kind of lets it a... And it's this zombified corpse of an old man. And I think he nearly goes for you, Ulrich. No. (laughs) He goes... And goes for your throat. Um, And just before you're able to scream... Uh, there is a flash of metal and the zombie's head stumps onto the floor and it collapses. 
and standing there is a dwarven woman. Uh, and you might not know her, but Fiore does as Rumina Sanchezer, one of your moms. <laughs> uh, Fiore's like, Mom, um, <clears throat> is, is, is Mama okay? Or is, there, is everybody okay? Rumina looks at you, Fiore, looks at uh, you, Ulrich, and Silk, and nods and says, yeah, we're, we're doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. But they're still coming, and they shall still come. There's another flash of holy light, and uh, Vandy comes around the corner, uh, not wielding a scimitar like her wife, but uh, certainly channeling like the light of Serenray. And she comes over to you guys, uh, holy symbol in hand, and she smiles and says, Oh, you must be all Rick and Silk, right? <clears throat> oh, it's so nice to meet you at last. Viewers has told me so much about you. Pleasure uh, to meet you, but uh, unfortunate circumstances. Most unfortunate. I would love to chat, but... And she turns and you see, um, like, another zombie collapse on top of the roof and, like, kind of slide down only for another acolyte to kind of blast it with holy light. And Rumina looks at you and says, Do any of you have any idea what's going on? It's the lighthouse. We went there. That was the... The dungeon I was telling you about. But why is it a lit? There's something going on with the light of it. It was weird. We don't understand it yet. Vandy bites her lower lip and says, A few of the town guard have already gone up into the graveyard, but I don't know how well they're going to be doing. There's so many of these monstrosities coming out of the ground. You, you tree. You've already visited the uh, dungeon, and you've done well from what I've understood. I ask you on behalf of Otari, will you go up and try to help? We'll do everything we can. Rumina points and says, there's a walkway up to the top from behind the temple, Phrasmus Pat. If you go up it, you'll get into the graveyard within a matter of moments. Okay. But I ask that you all be careful. Always. Well, thank you. You can thank me, Rumina says, kind of, patting your shoulder firmly, Silk, or honestly, probably more like your, your your back. You are quite tall. She is not very tall, and she is not. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, you can thank me when you come back in one piece. How does that sound? Appealing. And she nods, and Vandy, before you can leave, she puts a hand on your side, uh, Fiore, and says, Fiore. Uh, yeah? And she gets you kind of to kneel with her, and she says, you've always been a hero. And we're always very proud of you. But now more than ever, we need you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Show me your sword. Uh, yeah, here. She puts her hand on your sword, Fiore, and she closes her eyes and says, I pray now that the light of Serenray blesses your weapon with a holy spirit which will guide you to victory against the undead scourge. And as she does so, Fiore, your sword does glow for just a moment. And this is the part where uh, I, where we talk about the class feature I didn't reveal before. You've now unlocked a divine ally. Specifically, this one is a um, blade ally. A blade ally. Uh, a holy spirit of battle has entered your sword on behalf of Serenray, and you get a number of different runes that you can give to your scimitar. Uh, which can include shifting, allowing it to shift into other weapons with an action. Ghost touch, allowing it to touch ghosts. But what you've chosen for right now, you can change it every morning because, yeah. you know, holy spirits. 
you've chosen a vitalizing groom, which is especially harmful against undead. Hey, nice call, Dave. Tee-hee. Um, and Vandy steps back and says, good luck, Fiore, and good luck, all of you. You're going to need it. Thanks, Mama. Do any of you light a torch or cast a light spell or do anything to illuminate yourselves before you go up to the graveyard? I think Ulrich will cast a light spell. Uh, I think Ulrich is actually going to illuminate his loot. It looks like the rising sun, I think. <gasps> like the, the sunlight at dawn. Ulrich, beautiful, like, uh, morning light starts to kind of uh, float out of your loot. Uh, and that is enough to give everyone around you a vision as you dash into the darkness uh, up Frasna's path towards the Otari graveyard. Because even though there is this white light that's happening around you all, uh, there are still parts of the graveyard which are very obviously not lit. You know? Mm. As you guys rush up to the top, you get to the graveyard. It's quite a beautiful graveyard. Um, as you get to the gates, there's uh, these two giant statues of uh, psychopomps holding sights for, gui- you know, guiding the, uh, the dead to their final rest. Evidently, that is not what's happened here tonight. Uh, the baleful light of the gauntlet glows, and you guys are able to kind of stumble into the graveyard itself. And it's as you're running that you see that there are other people up here indeed. Uh, not too far into the graveyard, you see a set of four town guards. Uh, a halfling, a dromar, which is a half-orc, uh, a human woman, and a human man that you all recognize very well as Budrick Wallemeyer, uh, the one you met earlier on in the day. Oh boy. And as you guys start jogging towards them, unfortunately, the soil of Otari's graveyard roils and churns in the eerie blue light. Dozens of skeletons and shambling corpses haul themselves free from the ground and rush to the south. Without any hesitation, the walking dead plummet over the cliff's edge to rain down upon the domes of the Dawnflower Library. And you see these guards looking around frantically, and you realize that they're all way over their heads. And there is a lot of undead. From where you are, you can count a whole bunch of them. There's at least five zombies and three skeletons. And they are all stumbling out, and now they are lurching towards the town guard, who do not seem particularly capable to fight back. In fact, if you're not lucky, these guards could die. And only you can save them, adventurers. Oh, right. Oh, boy. Why don't we roll some initiative real fast? Okay. Top of the order is gonna be Ulrich Ravra. Ulrich? All right. As you guys have come down into the path, um, you see several uh, of these guards are just being accosted on all sides now as the undead shamble fort. And they are not interested in immediately dropping off the side. Not when there's fresh meat to be found. Um, as you're kind of coming t- uh, to a stop, I think Budrick looks towards you, Ulrich, and sees you and says... Oh, oh, you shouldn't be here. There's, there's undead. Get out of here, he says, basically yeah, trembling like he's going to freak out any second now. <laughs> Ulrich 
it's very much hidden behind the hood that he's also a little scared. He hasn't really dealt with this before, but he kind of breathes and says, Don't worry. We're well equipped for this. We can help. What do you do to help, Alric? And Alric starts playing his lute. Courageous anthem. Okay, so Alric, as the lute music penetrates the blue glow of the gauntlet, and your, like I said, your, or like you said, your lute has light cast on it. Tell me how this music sounds. Um, it's, I want to say that this is in, this is more of like a heroic ballad, I think, that he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to inspire heroism and just courage for everyone here, especially the guards, because he knows that they're terrified. Mm-hmm. Also, they are. for himself, but he's not going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> well, I think it's a it's a stunning image, right? The blue light shining down on this place, and then you, with your equally bright uh, loot, as you start to play a beautiful ballad of courage. And uh, it's going to give Fiore and Silk, at the very least, a plus one on any of their attack rolls and saves against fear. Mm -hmm. You have two actions. What do you do now? (laughs) He's going to do a kind of a funny move here. So I I need you all to know that this man does everything on beat. He does not skip. Uh, (laughs) He does not falter. Therefore, when he runs up to this undead that's clambering out of their... uh, that's clambering out of their tomb, out of their casket. Mm -hmm. There is a slight pause enough to, (laughs) enough to, enough to where there is a, uh, it sounds fine, but it is a discordant note that plays when he whacks it (laughs) with the loot. (laughs) Thank you, God. So this skeleton, this skeleton of a warrior, maybe once he was a guard in the uh, Otari himself hundreds of years ago, he pulls himself out of the grave and his empty sockets stare towards the living guards and he moves like stop motion. But then he pauses and he looks the other way and there's this fucking... Empyrean Twink holding a fucking loot who just fucking smashes him across the face with it. Literally Um, from left to right, complete 180 just (laughs) gets bitch slapped with it. You, this is, you have a battle loot, right? I have a battle loot. And uh, your battle loot, uh, you're holding, it is basically a club and you're holding it in two hands, and it can smash the fuck out of people. Would you like to smash the hell out of this uh, skeleton for me? I absolutely would. Please. (laughs) Okay, go for it. I'd also like you all to know that Alric does not play his loot in front of people much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. This is lore. I'm sure he smashes things (gasps) in the- (gasps) Like I said, from left to right, 180 swing. (laughs) This man don't know what happened. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, real fast skeletons don't have a lot of HP. They're skeletons. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They got four HP is the thing. So, uh, hey, that's a nat 20, Luna. That is um, a I, You do get a critical hit card, but I don't know if that... 
I mean, I guess if it survives, it's off balance. Yeah. Uh, because you you make him flat-footed until the end of his turn, and yeah, uh, I guess. But let's see how much damage you do. Sixteen. Christ in heaven, that's four times his HP. <laughs> Luna, how do you destroy this skeleton? I so again, he like. He plays his song. He plays the loop when he's back with uh, Fiore and Silk in formation. And then as he's playing, he basically hops into a sprint, jumps on top of the open casket, and balances on one side fucking as soon as he's done with his as soon as he's done with his chords and there's a good timing for a disc, for a discordant note he whacks the thing and its head and probably torso go flying so what i'm going to give you for that nat 20 and he is, continues uh, playing after what i'm going to give you i'm going to give you something for that nat 20 okay i'll show you in a second Okay. But what I will say for now is with 16 damage, you absolutely decimate the skeleton. I love uh, the flavor text in the chat. I'm sorry. They are destroyed. Yeah, graveyard skeleton, 16 damage. They are destroyed. Yeah, they fucking are. Its head shattered into pieces. The, uh, the skeleton collapses back into its tomb permanently. <laughs> so that's that one out of the way. And is that your turn, Ulrich? That is their turn. Holy shit. Next in the order is going to be Budrick. Uh, the kind of lieutenant who is in charge of these guards seems to be frozen in place in fear. He is wide-eyed. He is staring mouth agape as like these old corpses drag themselves out of the floor. And I'm sorry, fellas. These are the best warriors in town aside from you and they are unable to do anything. Oh, no. But what I will say is because Ulrich just did the sickest shit ever, <laughs> you will have a plus one on your diplomacy or intimidation rolls to convince them to fight. Oh. Because that was really impressive. What you see, though, on Budrick's turn is he's kind of frozen here, and he's like, oh, the dead. Oh, no. Oh, they didn't <laughs> teach us this in the garrison. And he's clutching his torch as hard as he can, and he's unable to move. Um, so that is going to be their turn. The next in turn is going to be one of the skeletons. And that skeleton is going to take one action to move 25 feet. And like I said, the skeletons almost move, like they move like those old stop motion films. You know the ones? Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, they do not move like a, a real tank. It's, like, jaunty and flickering as it moves. It's like... Da, 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 da. Um, it does not move in a way that a normal living tank would move. How mm. could it? It has no flesh to pull its bones. It spends two actions running up to one of the guards, and then with its last action, it is going to claw at her with its hand. And that is going to be a oh. 20 to hit, which is a hit... And it is going to damage her for a total of 1d4 plus 2 damage. That is 6 damage max to her. Uh, the skeleton claws across her uh, face and she yells and stumbles back. And she's fighting it off by mostly just waving and yelling. I think you realize these guys are a little used to this town having absolutely nothing to do. And this is maybe a little more than nothing. Uh, 
it is we're going to skip over any turns of the guard because they're all going to be doing the same thing it is now one of the zombies turn uh the zombies zombies are always permanently slowed so they only get two actions on their turn awesome mm -hmm. but this one down to the bottom is only 20 feet away from budrick Bro. And she, oh, it buddy. is an old woman no. still wearing her funerary garbs as she leans forward and lets it a <sighs> and bites down into his side. And that is going to be a miss. Budrick, uh, still with some of his wits about him, goes, ah! and he kind of pushes her away, uh, fumbling to pull out a weapon. Next in the order is going to be you, Silk. Silk? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. You did just see Ulrich crush one's head with uh, with, its, with his loot. So you are feeling a little bit more confident and the music's quite nice. He's quite good with that loot. Um, there are gross rotting undead on all sides. Yeah, that's not hot. Mm -mm. Um, Silk's gonna take out his gun. <laughs> okay. I can say you already had it out if you wanted. Yeah, he probably was, he probably you're rushing into danger. Had. You had your gun out. Yeah, you knew. Um, Silk's going to aim his gun, uh, and mm -hmm. I checked. Every single one of them is in range. Um, mm hmm. Okay. I'm not going to use my focus spell yet. A little later. Uh, I'll okay. save it just in case. But I'm going to cast uh, a force barrage with two actions. Okay. okay. On whom? One of these little guys. Uh, the one that is. I might have to move, actually. Uh, this one nope, right here. No, it's okay. That, that uh, just attack. You don't have to move, Silk, because Force Barrage homes in on an enemy. Oh, right. It's, I have fucking magic. Right. <laughs> you have yep. magic. Your bullets can just bend the forces of reality. The, this shot curves around people. You're like, oh, there's <laughs> someone in the way. I guess I'll move. <laughs> no, you don't. You shoot a magic gun at them. Fuck yes. Okay. Um, I'm using two actions. Oh, no. Okay. Hmm... I'm using... Oh, yeah, I'll use two actions. Uh, so okay. that's going to be a... I need a save, don't I? Nope, no save. It just happens. Yeah. Force Barrage, you just do damage. It's, it's that's just so damage. That's and hot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, Silk, how much damage is that total? That's going to be 2d4. So that's going to be 5 and 3, 8. Hey, Silk. That is double the skeleton's HP. The skeleton that attacked that poor guard is suddenly blown to smithereens as it holds, bam, 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 through its skull, through its hip, through its shoulder. It lets out a loose clatter before it's falling into a pile of bones on the floor. And you have one action left. Okay. Um. Oh, man. Uh, Silk uses his last action to cast Glass Shield. Just in case. Just in case. Good call. Silk, um... This beautiful, uh, almost, was it stained glass shield? How did you describe it before? It was like, a um, kind of glass that reflects stars, even when there are none. All right. This beautiful cosmic glass forms around you, Silk, and you are protecting yourself from, uh, whatever undead might be nearby. Uh, and is that your turn? Yes. Okay. It is now a skeleton's turn. Another skeleton that you guys couldn't even see lurches out of the dark into the light of the torchlight. And it is moving forward and it takes three actions to get up to another one of the guards. It's a zombie's turn now. Hey, Silk. Yeah. What's that behind you? Huh? Hey, Silk. 
So on the map we're on, you can't see it because it has a, uh, on top of the mausoleum, <gasps> it has a roof. But guess what's right there, buddy? Guess what's on the map right next to you? Uh, oh I was my wondering God. there was a random ass icon there. <laughs> a zombie lurches out of shadow silk and it's right upon you and it rumbles. It is bloated old man, like his cheeks basically falling off his face. <laughs> he goes for you, Silk, and that is going to be an attack roll. No, Silk screams. <laughs> Does a 22 hit? Yeah, 22 hits. Uh, am I in range to do the... Hey, so Fiora, I've got great news. Fiora, you are five feet away from the zombie shambler. Yes. Which means that you are out of range. Uh-huh. Except you did take a feat at level one I didn't think would be useful for you. And you've proven me wrong <laughs> because you have ranged reprisal. Oh, yeah. When you make a retributive strike, you can move five feet immediately towards an opponent. And that would put you in range of this zombie. So yes, you can jump forward and attack it before it, it eats into silk. Okay, I'm gonna do that. And Fiora, your sword is glowing with sunlight as you rush forward. 22. Oh my. Damn. I have really, I have really great news. Mm-hmm. A 22 is a crit, specifically because Alric cast Rage <laughs> Phantom. Oh yes. That, plus, that is a plus 10 to hit, and you would not have a plus 10 to hit if Alric had not given you that extra plus one. Thank you. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Roll me that you. damage. And remember, you have disrupting on this, so you do extra damage undead. And also, every single one of your attacks as a champion is holy, which undead fucking hate. Oh my. Jesus 16. Christ. That's the crit damage. <gasps> How much damage is that? 16. Okay. Four of it is vitality. Oh my god, it's weak to vitality! Fiore, describe this for me as the holy spirit in your blade glows with sunlight and you bring the power of the day to this creature of the night, stopping it from even laying a hand on silk. And you can cut, cut this thing into as many pieces as you want, by the way. Five. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first Tell number I thought of. <laughs> Tell me how that works. Tell me how you do that. Um, well, I... You know, you know, fruit ninja. Stop. <laughs> oh no! You, you fruit ninja it. You I, <laughs> fruit ninja. There is a trace of glowing light coming from within this thing, and the zombie shambler looks down and goes <laughs> before exploding into pieces. That is literally twenty-one damage to this thing. Jesus. I love being a paladin. Nobody understands how great it is to be a paladin until they kill <laughs> the undead in one hit. <laughs> uh, hey, Silk, Fury just did that. Yeah, holy fucking shit. Silk was like seconds away from like Scooby-Doo jumping into, into Fury's arm. <laughs> oh my god. Are you okay? S uh, thank you. Anytime. And that is that zombie's turn. <laughs> Fiora, it's now your turn. This sword is glowing so bright. There's like rays of sunlight coming off it when you wield it. It's amazing. You feel great. Fiora is having a complicated time because he feels <laughs> very cool. 
but he's stressed out. This is a zombie, right? Yes. Fiore is like, uh, stay safe. Um, and then I think he, um, I do think he is going to move 20 feet. Okay. So you um, move 20 feet, you rush to be beside Alric under the dying oak tree beside these open graves. Uh, near you, there is a couple of guards, and there's a skeleton uh, fighting one and a zombie fighting dear Budrick. I think he's going to use the second action to move behind the guy so that he can get closer to the other guys afterwards. Or if there's anybody else. And then he's going to attack. So you rush up past Ulrich into the guards by these undead and you swing that sword. Yep. Oh, that's a miss. A 15. A 15 against a skeleton would be a miss, but it does have its back turned to you because it's menacing that halfling guard, meaning it is off guard and you hit. Roll me that damage. Oh, 12. Two of that is vitality. Well, <laughs> uh, Fiore, unfortunately, this thing has four HP. So how do you destroy the skeleton now? Jesus. Um, I think that he stabs in through one of its ribs and goes like up to um, pull apart the skeleton, like make it fall to bones. You do that and the skeleton lets out a before it is just vanquished by you and it collapses into pieces on the floor, further thinning out their numbers. And you, is that your turn? You spent two actions running and one action attacking? That is my turn. Okay. Well, alas, it's another skeleton's turn, and this one is creeping out from the south as well, uh, lurching 25 feet with one action, another 25 feet with one action, and oh dear, it's going for Budrick. It's going to swing down and uh, try claw into him. Oh, my reaction reset. Then he's gonna, he's gonna retributive strike. <laughs> and again, he is just out of reach. He's five feet away from you. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately die. Fiora, you spin into action using those holy dances you were taught ever since you were a child, and you cleave into him. Make me that attack roll. 21. 21 is a hit. Roll me that damage. 11. One of that is vitality. Another skeleton destroyed. Fiora just hates these things. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you, guys. <laughs> champions are very good at killing undead. Yeah. Um, you do this, and Budrick turns and looks at you and says, oh, Mr. Sunchaser, it's terribly dangerous. I can handle myself. And uh, that is going to be uh, that skeleton's turn, lol. Um, there's one last skeleton. It is rushing up. It spends two actions running towards that lady guard who got clawed before. You know what? No, it's going to go for that Dromar guard. No one has attacked. The skeleton is going to clatter and clack and just start mauling at him, biting down into his neck if it can manage. And that is a hit by one, and that is tree damage. That is going to be that skeleton's turn. Top of the order again. Ulrich, it is your turn. Uh, as you play that beautiful music, um, I remind you that if you strike someone, it counts as continuing to cast a spell. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there, the numbers of the undead have tinned out considerably. Uh, you can try to convince the guards to fight, or you can come in and save the day for them. At the moment, it looks like uh, most of them are gone, aside from uh, a small handful now. Uh, he's going to spend his first action to um, hop from one 
like <laughs> cop from like one grave to the other, avoiding the holes. And oh, I love he's prancing. I love him. <laughs> uh, prancing in the not so like happy sense, but more so just like, uh, oh god, oh one, god, like, oh god, one leg hopping from one grave to the other, hopping to the other side of the grave, then just immediately sprints and whacks another. <laughs> In time for the music still. Make that attack roll. Absolutely. That is 17. That is a hit, my friend. Roll me that damage. Nine damage. Very nice. Ulrich, that is a hit. You, again, fucking baseball this thing into pieces. <laughs> and your music <laughs> echoes because of it. Uh, Courageous Anthem is extended for another round. Um, and you have one action left. What do you do? This guard next to you looks at you, the Dromar. His mouth is agape. He's like, oh. <laughs> uh, I think he's he might actually try to convince the other guards. Um, he looks at all four of them and says, You are the best the townspeople have. You're what stands between them and danger. This might be fearful, I know. Otari hasn't seen anything like this in years. But you have to stand. You need to fight. Think of the forebearers. Think of the Rose Guard. Make them proud. Holy shit. I was going to make this work on one person. If this works, I'm going to give it to all of them. Okay. Romy Diplomacy. All right. 19. A 19 against their will DCs? That is a success. Ulrich, as you say these words of encouragement, as bardically as one can, Budrick looks at you, his eyes wide, then he nods as, you're, you're right, we're not cowards, we're the Atari guard. And he turns and he's gonna swing his sword into that zombie on his turn now. So, the downside is that these guys are all frightened tree. Mm. So they will have quite a low roll. They're not gonna be outshining you anytime soon. Um, but as the combat continues, they will do better. Okay. Budrick turns, he sees that zombie who's been harassing him, and he goes, Hyah! And he's going to swing down at it with his, uh, not his sword. He's got a club. He's going to bonk it with, a, with it. That's an 18 to hit. And that is going to be five damage. He beats at that zombie with a smack and kind of stumbles back, uh, trying to look brave. Very obviously scared, but trying is all that it takes to be brave. Um, with his second action, he's going to try again. Bonk. So that's another hit. That's going to be... Another 1d6 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. Ooh. And this time, that's 10 damage. He's smacking at her. Um, and last action, he's not going to be a moron. He is going to raise his shield. Uh, next in the order, uh, the other Otari guard, the Dromar next to you. And he says, you're right, for Otari. And he is going to dash forward towards that same zombie shambler that was a fighting uh, Budrick. And uh, he is just going to try bonking him with the club. And that one is another hit for another eight damage. There we go. As that second club hits, the two of them are bonk, 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 bonk at the shambler who lets it a final as she stumbles back and lands with a wet pump onto the floor. Your words, Ulrich, have successfully uh, pushed the Atari guard to fight back against the undead. Well done. We. This last Atari guard is going to go for... At this point, there's only one undead left. She's going to try come up here. 
try smacking it a few times. She says, Fortari! And, oh no, uh, she doesn't try to hit it with a club. She pulls out a crossbow and tries to shoot it like that. As she aims and fires, that is going to be a 15 to hit. That is going to be a hit, which does four damage to the Shambler. Uh, she reloads and she shoots again. This time it's going to be a miss. The second bolt buries itself into a headstone right behind the Shambler. Uh, this uh, fairly young man, all things considered, turns and looks. It was... And that is going to be her turn, meaning... Silk, it is your turn. There only remains one zombie shambler in this awful blue light of the gauntlet. Uh, no more seem to be rising. What do you do? I shoot her with my gun. <laughs> okay, how do you shoot her with your gun? Uh, this time I'm just doing it normally, so I am going to have to move, so don't shoot Fiore. <laughs> oh, you're going to shoot with an actual bullet. Yeah. Okay. Um, Silk's gonna... Uh, Silk is going to move a little bit past the tree that he's next, so he has mm -hmm. a much clearer shot at her. Silk holds his gun, and he takes an action to twirl it. <laughs> you pissed... You use your pistol twirl. Okay, Silk, you call out to the zombie. The zombie turns and looks at you. What do you do? Silk... Let's make it fancy. Silk kind of actually, um, the, the pistol kind of, uh, 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 wraps around one finger and, uh, jumps in the air slightly before he very gracefully catches it again. Uh, and it, okay. it glints in the light from the, uh, lighthouse nearby. So what does pistol twirl do exactly? Uh, it's basically just fainting, um, mm -hmm. an enemy, uh, and it makes them off guard if, uh, I succeed. Now... I would normally... So, zombies are immune to mental, okay? And faint okay. is a mental effect. But I think it's extremely funny, and I like the idea of it just kind of following your gun, like... <laughs> and then you shoot it. It's big shiny. It's big shiny! So, in this particular situation, against this particular foe, even though it's normally immune to mental effects, I don't think it's meant to be, hey, look at this cool gun. Which way? Which way? Shit! You know? I think that <laughs> uh -huh. does work on the zombie. As it's like... So... Make me that deception check against its will, DC. Okay. Oh my fucking god. You'll never believe it. It's an ass funny. <laughs> That's why it works on the mindless creature. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Silk, it is completely just mesmerized by your gun glinting and shooting around in the light. It's like... <laughs> and now you're going to have, uh, because you critically succeeded, um... It is going to be flat-footed against all your attacks until the end of your next turn. Mm -hmm. But maybe it won't last that long. Maybe that attack roll. 20. Okay. Silk? Yeah. That would normally be just a success. Uh -oh. But because it's off guard from you oh. doing a cool trick and from Ulrich's heroic anthem, that's going to be a critical success. And you just create it with a gun, which has the fatal trait, which means your weapon size is about to jump up significantly. Oh, shit. <laughs> Roll me that damage. That's 14. Silk Witch Helm, how do you headshot the zombie? God. I like to imagine the camera on this shot is right behind the zombie's head. Um, mm -hmm. And it's 
uh, <laughs> it's like panned back there. Like you saw him do like the little uh, pistol twirl and everything. But as soon mm -hmm. as he is out of sight, um, a large, large hole um, um, appears. I'll put it uh, nicely uh, through the zombie's head, and you can see silk on the other side. Uh, blowing smoke from the tip of the pistol. Ooh, that's a nice frame. Silk, you shoot the hell out of this zombie, and it falls to the floor, defeated, dust destroying all the undead in this graveyard. And you guys have a few moments where you're just with Budrick and the guard. What do you guys do? Um, I think Fiore pretty immediately is like, okay, who who is hurt? Um, one guard puts her hand up the girl she's I, I'm actually quite badly it, it it scratched me real bad uh, uh Ulrich do you want to take care of this or do you want me to I got this don't it's worry all, it's, it's all right you've done far more than enough already no hey hey no you're bleeding and you need your strength come here she, meekly she goes up to you and, and he uh I think in this moment he'll uh cast soothe cast me that soothe and I will give you a hero point for for your kindness healing. Okay. Ulrich, those kind words you say restore the guard to full HP. Fiore and Silk, how are you guys doing? Um, I think Fiore is just relieved that nobody got, that nobody was killed. Um, I think he's still on edge. Like, I don't think that he's put his, uh, I don't think he's put his scimitar away or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so I think he's kind of like standing watch just in case something else happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Silk is shaken, uh, for sure. But I think that Silk is obviously I'm not gonna have him cast like detect magic because fucking clearly there's some magic here. Um, yeah, that light is still powering down on you all. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to see if there's just anything he can gleam from these zombies. Would uh, you like to roll me a religion check? Yes. Or if you have an appropriate skill, I'll let you roll it too. Um. If you can justify it. Would occultism count? Because sometimes occultism means creepy dead things. I will say no in this particular case. Okay. Uh. I mean, you can roll it, but it won't tell you about the zombies. It'll tell you something, but it won't tell you about the zombies. Okay. I mean, my religion isn't bad. It's plus seven. Yeah, that's great. Go for it. Okay. Silk, as you lean down by these destroyed skeletons and zombies, I think you can tell the light did that. Now, obviously, that's that's clear, right? Yeah. The light shone in the graveyard, so therefore it raised him. Cause and effect. But that is a terrifying thing. Let's, let's be clear. Silk, a light miles away was able to raise a couple of dozen creatures from the dead. Oh my god. That kind of power is impossible and extremely dangerous. This is not... <laughs> that's not good. That's extremely not good. That's like... <laughs> that's like uh, whispering tyrant levels of not good. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, and... Uh-huh. There's more? You've just got a sinking feeling in your stomach, and you don't know what it is as you're looking at them. Um, Silk stands up straight, uh, and I think he tugs on Fiore's little, uh, 
scarf poncho shawl thing uh and he's like we need to destroy whatever is in that lighthouse as soon as we possibly can i agree uh, I think he, like, shakes Fury for, like, a second. He's like, as soon as we possibly can. I I agree with you. My house is that. He, like, points towards the temple. He's like, that's, that's, I live there. <laughs> I think he's really worried. The lighthouse had a light that was able to raise the undead. Presumably, they would, it could do it again. So there's that which is already mm-hmm. worrying. But also, what can it do up close? Mm. And also, who is doing that? Fiore? Mm-hmm. Fiore? Yes? I think you might be the one who notices it first. Mm-hmm. The light is shifting hues. <gasps> and you feel two things. Something that all of you feel. Number one is goosebumps running up your body as all of your hairs start to stand on end. And number two is a sensation of being watched. And you know with certainty in your heart, Fiore, that something is coming. Like right now? Right now. That light is getting more intense. I... Something is coming right now. Um... What do you mean? I can just feel it. Um, and I think he turns to the guards. He's like, are you guys fit to keep fighting? Their eyes widen and they all seem so all that bravery that Ulrich gave them whoosh. if you don't take refuge uh, b- b- and go I promise you that we can handle it Budrick looks at his men and says we, we, we can stay he tries uh, he's like you're the town guard you need to take care of the town and Ulrich as this is being said suddenly you see something in that light a shape is manifesting and the light is getting brighter and brighter around it and a white silhouette appears in the light and you are the one who is staring directly at it as it just appears out of tin air in front of you all and you are the first to get a good look at the monstrosity that now stands in the middle of the graveyard it is horrifying Holy shit. What is that? I hate video game spiders. Me too. It is like a mix between a spider and a crab. It has uh, a head and a thorax covered in spiky armored plate. Six long crustacean-like limbs. And at those front limbs, instead of having crab claws, they end with like almost mantis-like sides with countless spikes coming around the midsection in all angles like a baseball bat with nails coming out of it and its head ends in an almost like dune like a a sandworm from dune's maw with like uh split jaws with many fangs and an eyeball on each segment and this awful monstrosity you don't know what it is but it was not there moments ago and it is coming at you now and it says what the fuck? And everyone, we're rolling initiative again. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Voice changer. You like that shit? I <laughs> hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's really good. It's a really good one. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Dice will roll. We'll return after these messages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Okay, so let's begin the encounter. Top of the order is going to be this awful creature. Um, and this crab spider is going to scuttle towards you, Ulrich, I'm afraid. Oh. And it says... Child of the light, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it can talk. Oh. And it's going to rush for you, Alric, and it's going to spend its first action striking you with one of its leg quills. Uh, I don't think I'm in range. Uh, you are unfortunately not within range, uh, Fiore. Uh, what that is going to be is a 23 to hit, Alric. Is that a hit? That is a hit. That's a hit. Okay. Well, it is going to de- it's going to do 2d4 plus 5 piercing damage into you. Ooh. That's 11 damage into you. Uh-oh. Allie. And then it's going to kind of roar at you again like a <laughs> And uh, it is going to bite this time. What? And that is going to be a 24 to hit, babe. Oh, that hits again. Oh no, that's going to be 2d8 plus 5 piercing damage. That's 11 piercing damage. Oh. And Ulrich, I need you to make me a fortitude save, please. Oh, 18. That's a fail, I'm afraid. Fuck. Bard's not known for their fortitude. Ulrich, as this thing bites into you, its awful maw, you feel something pumping into your- like your wound stings. And as you pull away, you are dizzy. You are stumbling around. You are unfortunately clumsy for one turn. Okay. And this could get bad if you're not careful. Uh. It is now your turn. Oh, God. Oh, God is right. 
this monster, it, like, again, it is as big as a cow. And it, like, as you are fighting back and pulling away, it says, Living child, oblivion awaits you. Not now. Not yet. And <laughs> he, unfortunately, doesn't have another focus point. Um... <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so there's no Courageous Anthem. Courageous Anthem does not take a focus point. Oh, it doesn't? Courageous okay. Anthem is a focus cantrip. No focus point needed. Oh my god. He's... Oh my god, thank god. He's gonna cast it again. He still has his loot out. Oh my god, he still has his loot. He still has his loot. <laughs> Me when I get bit by a giant monster spider, like, it's time for fucking music, man. <laughs> he's just gonna He's just gonna really panic. Like he still has like uh, at least a hand on it, so he still like plucks at the strings and um courageous anthem activates. Then he's gonna fucking whack at it. Question mark? Okay, go for it. Uh, 21. Hey, if you had not cast Courageous Anthem, you would have missed that. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Ulrich, you bat into this creature. Roll me that damage. Seven. Bonk. You slap into it. <sighs> and it barely looks phased at all. Uh-oh. Ulrich looks to the guards looks to the others and says you need to go now Budrick takes one look at this monster then looks back at you and says we'll go report this <laughs> yeah. and Ulrich that is gonna be your turn mm-hmm. wait is it? it is wait. well two no, you have one action left you have one, one action left one action uh, suck I him again or run maybe run that I good. think Ulrich is actually going to um, grab the hand of the, uh, the, the woman that he healed and bring the two of them 25 feet fucking away from this thing. Okay, so you grab this lady and you... <laughs> We're gonna go probably, like, circle at least around the, the, uh, the mausoleum. Okay, so you're gonna hide behind the mausoleum for cover! Yes. Good idea! Uh, if it comes get you, which it might, uh, you'll have a bonus to your AC for this. Yep. Very nice. Well done, Ulrich. Uh, Silk, it is now your turn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, good news. You didn't use your focus point last fight. Good call. Good fucking call. Bad news. Did you reload your weapon? Do I need to for my focus spell one? <laughs> no, not for your focus spell one, but if you want to shoot any regular rounds into this thing, you would. I haven't yet. You got three actions, Silk, as you stare in horror at this monster, which is now kind of like cackling, says, Run away, children of the light. You can't get away from me. Oh my god. Uh, hand of the Apprentice. <laughs> Go for it. Shoot him. Hero point, hero point, hero point. Hey, if that if you hadn't got courageous hand, that would make crit fail. Oh, yay. So it's 23? Uh, a... 23 is going to be a hit. Okay. Thank you, Hero Point. Thank you, Hero um, Point. Holy shit. That is going to be... Roll me that damage. As you shoot him with your arcane gun. So that's going to be eight. It looks injured, but not injured enough. Oh, no. Is what you're all thinking right now. <laughs> two actions. One. You've got two actions left. So I have two actions left, yes. Oh, God. Um... You also, I will remind you, uh, I'll ha you still have some spells, but most of your spells aren't damage ones. 
Yeah, I know. Uh-oh. Ignition. Okay. Describe this for me as you shoot a gout of flame into this tank. I, I think that uh, he... Um, I think he has specific things that he does with his gun when he casts specific spells. And I think for Ignition, it's um, hitting the kind of back flint of it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, very nice. And from his gun, uh, just a stretch of fire pours out and towards this thing. Okay, well, make that spell attack roll. And remember, because you already made an attack roll, that will be a minus five on this attack, on this spell attack. I I cap in. Uh, 11. Oh, no. Unfortunately, Silk, that is going to be a crit fail oh, on a spell attack roll. Fuck. Which means I'm pulling Uh-oh. a fumble card. Fuck. All right. And you rolled. It's so sparkly. <laughs> You are blinded until your next turn. Oh boy. Silk, in your panic, you aim your gun, you take a shot and flash of fire. It misfires in your face and suddenly everything is stars. And oh, oh, you cannot see. How's Silk doing? Bad. He (laughs) grabs at his eyes. His hat probably falls off. (laughs) Not fun. Panic. Bad time for this to happen, huh? Extremely bad time. Well, Fiore, you are undead slaying king. Shall you go fight against this beast? Of course. Fiore, pretty immediately, I think, he's going to run towards the guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to uh, attack the strange monster that I have no name for. Mm-hmm. 25. A 25 is a hit against this thing. Roll me that damage. Seven? Seven damage. Fiore, your scimitar cleaves into this thing, and I think you realize with a start. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it screaming in unholy pain? Oh, no. The power of the sun has no effect on a creature of the depths, boy. <laughs> Fiore's gonna raise his shield, and he's like, steel still works. <laughs> Take a hero point for that, my friend. That's a good one. That's good. Um, But yeah, you realize this isn't undead. So what the hell is it? Okay. So you raise your shield, boosting your AC, which real fast, a good call. A very good call. It is now its turn. And what it does is it pulls back and it closes its mouth and it goes... And then when it opens its mouth, it spews toxic ooze over everyone. And that is going to be a 15-foot cone. It's going to hit uh, Fiore and Silk. Both of you need to make me a fortitude save, please. Fitting. Mm. Bruh. Very fitting, huh? I'm... Oh, no. The blinded fucking wizard rolls a nat one. Oh, no. He's like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Oh, dear. Fiore, you take uh, 13 damage. And then, Silk, you're going to take 4d8 poison damage. And that's going to be 21 damage. And both of you are covered in this weird... Oof. How are you doing, bud? 3 HP, baby. Holy shit. Oh, no. 
Um, Fiore, how much are you? How are you doing, bud? Fiore is at, I believe, twenty-eight. Let me. Yes, twenty-eight. Uh, Silk, you are fucking stumbling back. You didn't see that coming. You took that hard. But Fiore, you notice something as it spews at you. Yeah, it's gooped you up. But you saw some of that poison splashing near Budrick, who is, again, retreating with his guards. Some of that poison catches in the fire, and the fire on his torch explodes. He's okay. He just goes, ah, and he drops the torch. But you very quickly put together, oh no, I'm covered in flammable liquid now. Hmm. Be very fucking careful, my friend. <laughs> With its last action, this awful monster, it sh- like cackles and says, Glory to the depths below and to the depths above. Together they shall play all. It's going to try attack you, Fiore. With its leg will. Um, and that is going to be a 19 against you. A 19 does not work. Okay. So it misses. Uh, it lets out a hiss and a snarl and a few burbles, but that is its turn. Ulrich, it is your turn. Uh, you peek out from around the corner. Uh, most of the guards are running away. The one that you took is hiding with you and says, is it still out there? She asks as it's screaming and roaring. It's still out there, but if you can make it, you it's destructed by us. You can run, I'll make sure to cover you. As he takes out his bow and arrow. Okay. So you are going to use the swap action to put away your uh, loot and take out your bow and arrow. Yes. Okay, you have it in your hand. You are far away from it. And from around this corner, you got a pretty clear shot. What do you do? Um, Ulrich might actually take a second to... Uh, they're going to assess the situation. Okay. And in assessing the situation, they see... Oh, God, Silk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh... Yeah, so... Another soothe is gonna go out. <laughs> okay. Ten healing. Okay, Silk, how are you looking as what Ulrich, what do you say to Silk? Uh carrying your words with magic. Um Stay safe and stay as far away from this thing as possible. You got it! Like Silk's like running around fucking blind still. <laughs> <sighs> That was two actions, so I think that's their turn because the swap action is, is is just an action, right? The swap action is just an action, yes. Yeah. So and Sue takes two, so that is his that's his turn. Okay, Ulrich, you're very brave in helping Silk like that. Ulrich, will you make me another fortune save now as your turn ends? <laughs> All right. Uh, twenty three. Ulrich, you are so lucky. <laughs> That is a success, which means you are not slowed on your next turn. Okay. Hey, whatever's in your blood right now, it's not good. It is now Silk's turn. Silk, you are blind. I want to see so bad. So you can't see. All normal terrain is difficult terrain to you. You can't detect anything using your vision. You automatically critically fail perception checks. Uh, All creatures uh, around you are, like, hidden from you. So you know, you can get vaguely figure out where they are because you can hear them roaring, but you can't accurately hit them. If you were to make an attack roll against any of them, they would have to make, you would have to make a flat check to even hit. Okay? Okay. So attack rolls, not your best plan of action right now. Now, I will remind you as well, just in case, you do have drain bonded item. 
It is a free action which restores a spell slot once per day per spell rank. You got your persistent servant, by the way. He's been here the entire time. Not very helpful in combat. <laughs> no. Maybe there's a cow he nearby he can milk. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. last he session, guys. That. We were having a great time last session. Milking cows and crafting hats. How are we doing? God damn Having it. a great time in another <laughs> direction. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> All right, Silk, what do you do? You got three actions. I fucking guess. Yeah, sure. Fucking, you know what? Three action force barrage. Let's just get rid of my first ranks. So force barrage, three actions, right? Why is it in that Son one? of a bitch. Oh, right. You don't. No, sorry. Oh, it was to see. Oh, it auto rolls to see if you can attack a hidden creature. That's pretty cool. That's great. It doesn't matter here because it's automatically hits. So, Silk, I think you're pointed in the wrong direction. But Force Barrage <laughs> is a homing missile. He pulls a fucking Terezi. He's like, at Ulrich. Ulrich's like, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Silk, you turn, you're like, waving your gun wildly, wiping this, like, Dilophosaurus goop out of your eyes, and you shoot randomly. I, I like to think that he literally is, like, uh, kind of squat down a little bit, and he mm -hmm. just shoots wildly into the air above his head. Mm-hmm. For a guy who hates being dirty, this is this is hell. You're in hell. You're in hell. He's in absolute hell right now. So, three actions. You're going to roll me three force barrages. So that's going to be 1d4 plus two, three times. So just roll me that damage. 17. Holy shit. That's two fours in a tree. Woo. Okay. Silk, so how does this work? Tell me about this. They The shots do, in fact, like fly straight up like uh, flares. Um, mm -hmm. But then I think that they all kind of converge as they arc very quickly in the sky and shoot straight down at this motherfucker, kind of spinning around with each other uh, and just bam, 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 all at once. And I think that really hurts this thing. It takes uh, 17 damage as you shoot into it over and over again with these magic-like blasts. And it is cracked a little bit and it's starting to stumble and lets it a... <laughs> I will suck your bones dry of their marrow. But it's not doing well, which is great. Because Fury, come on, champion of justice, it's your turn. <laughs> this thing is not looking great. You are fighting it off despite everything. What do you do? I think he's going to cast Ignition. Well, he's not trying to, but he's going to cast Ignition. Mm. Mm. So your sword kind of catches with that black flame scorching up and sending the smell of sulfur through your nose. Yes, um, mostly because I don't think he's thinking, um, and it, he never chooses to cast these spells. They, they just happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so make me that ignition melee attack. 21. A 21 is just a hit. Roll me that damage. 14 fire damage. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he takes that. And Fiore, as your unholy fire catches into this thing, you see something. It explodes with flame, too. And it lets out a hiss as it stumbles back, roaring. And you realize that oil that's coating you is now co is also coating it. It's Weird. flammable. And it takes an extra five damage from that attack. Oh, hell yeah. And he is stumbling back and he lets out <laughs> And it seems like the monster seems almost slain, Fiore. You're doing this. You're taking it out. What do you do? I'll give it one more try. I'd, okay. It's risky, but this I'll can give be it. at a minus five. I know. I'm. I looked at it. I checked. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Come on, I don't think it'll hit, but if it hits, it hits, you know? Yeah. Big, big money, no whammy. <gasps> can I use my oh. other, can I use my other hero point? Thank you. I'd oh like to use God. my hero point. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, because that would have been a crit fail, not one, bud. I think to use my hero point. Thank you. This is your hero point you got for saying a cool line. Let's go. Uh, 21. That is literally just its AC. Oh, wow. 10. 10 damage. Fiore Sunchaser. How do you defeat the horrible monster that appeared in your town intent on dooming everyone within? I think Fiore sees both of his friends in immediate danger, and I don't think he's really... Well, I think he's he's fighting maybe a little recklessly, um, but I think that he... I think he sort of jumps up to like try and get it like in the head to like stab into its head. I think Fiore, you are able to push through the plating in its head and pierce in and it lets out a final <laughs> before it is defeated and it falls into a pile on the floor. And just like that, the light of the gauntlet flickers out. And the only thing left illuminating you all is Ulrich's loot. Ulrich uh, comes out from behind the mausoleum and is still stumbling, so he's clutching onto the side, trying to keep himself upright. You're leaping, limping out from behind. Ulrich, you're still bamboozled. Silk, you're wiping ooze out of your eyes. Fiora, you're standing off this awful thing, whatever it is. Can Silk see again? <laughs> yeah, Silk, you've wiped it out of your eyes. You're good. You are covered in ooze, though. Ugh. He kind of stands up and is like, oh, I hate this. Uh, let's, let's heal. Are you okay? I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. You had a better chance. <laughs> you had a better chance with that thing than us. And I think Ulrich looks over at the, the monster and says, what in the hells was that thing? Well, it wasn't undead. Would you guys like to roll me occultism? Oh shit, no Silk knows what it is. That's a nat 20. <laughs> Silk has specifically read up on this thing before. Silk knows <laughs> okay. all about these. Silk, you've probably studied them in detail, which is why seeing it here was such a fucking shock. Because that, my friend, is a Scalatrax. And a Scalatrax is not from around here. These slippery, scaly horrors dwell in remote cave networks in the Darklands, this massive cavern of networks that leads to the center of the earth, miles below the surface. What the fuck? They nest in narrow fissures, and when they hunt, they flick barbs from their long legs or spray down their foes with a clear toxic oil. The same oil coats the Scalatrax's body, all of which is quite flammable, whether it's coating a victim or the Scalatrax itself. Obviously, even though it appears feral, it is very intelligent and speaks in that awful voice that you heard. The vast majority of Scalatraxes are foul-tempered and quick to anger, and most of them enjoy killing. So, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are like, what the fuck was that? And Soka's like, that thing is from the Darklands. And it just appeared here. <laughs> so graciously. It came from 
it came from the lighthouse. And we know that the lighthouse goes underground. We saw we saw those stairs that were covered by the rubble. Do you think it really goes that low? Maybe. I don't exactly know until we try it, right? Yeah. I don't suggest we go that deep immediately, though. Believe me, I'm not ready for that again. This feels big, though. And really dangerous. <laughs> Extremely. Which means as soon as we can, we need to go back. I don't suggest we go back tonight. Ulrich <laughs> <laughs> takes one of his anti-plagues out and goes, Not going to. Not tonight. I had meant for you to meet my parents in a more nice situation. Perhaps we can all have tea when this is all over, but really, we do need to find a way to make sure that doesn't happen again. I don't know that there's anything that we can do immediately. We need to go back there, and all of us got hurt. None of us have slept, and it's nighttime. Just as soon as we're able to. That light deserves a lot more of our attention than I previously thought. We're definitely going to have to talk to Rin. The Kirksnook as well. They had people there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Could be at least a little worthwhile to find out why there were salmon cakes there. Yeah. I need to wash off immediately. And so kind of stands up straight. <laughs> That's fair. Um, for now, would you guys like to head your way back down for Asma's path, back down to the temple? Yeah. Yeah, and while they're walking, Alric is uh, dressing and healing his wound with uh, bandages and the anti-plague. Well? Can so be precedentationing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Silk. You just had to play in the wettest and nastiest of campaigns, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you tree limp your way down Forelson's path back to the Dawnflower Temple. And you see that you are not alone when you get down there. Because something I don't think you were expecting is waiting for you. A crowd. A crowd of people from Otari. Merchants. Farmers. You see familiar faces among the crowd. There's Kielno Latinar, the man in charge of the Otari market. Old Ginny Rumwall, the owner of the Drunken Dragon. There's Rin, Rin Sivinksi, in the crowd, eyes wide. And as you all limp your way down, you see those four guards that you saved. And they turn and point, and Budrick Willemeyer says, Those three, those three are the ones who saved us. They're the real heroes here. And the people of Otari begin to clap and cheer for you. Heroes! 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 Oh, oh gosh. And Ulrich kind of tugs down at his head a little bit. How are you guys doing with the attention as you come down these stairs half beaten to death? Silk smiles, but he is so fucking angry that he doesn't look his best for a crowd of people <laughs> cheering for him. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking pissed. And he forgot his hat up there. Oh my god, no. <laughs> you'll come, you'll go get it. Oh, you're Phantasmal Minion! Sorry, Silk, the Phantasmal Minion gets it for you. 
Oh, yeah, it floats down eventually. <laughs> Not before the card sees you. <laughs> Damn it. I think Viore is, like, I think he's, <laughs> like, excited and, and happy that people are, you know, like, cheering for him. But I think he's, like, it's, like, the ti- like the tired, like, okay, like that kind of deal. I think he's very happy, though. And standing there, coming out of the crowd, comes Mayor Menhims. And Osef Menhims says, Is it true? Did you three save the town of Otari from those undead and the, the monster these men are describing? I suppose so. Then you three are truly the heroes of this town. And new, the new Rose Guard. And he smiles, and I think he very, like, he pats. Who's, who's in front? Who's up front? Uh, I mean, I think Fiore was walking in front. Okay, well, Fiore, you get a very hearty, like, he takes your hand and he shakes it firmly. And it's a, hey, Silk, tell, your handshake was firm? Fiore, holy shit, this guy's handshake is firm. <laughs> he says, you have done this town a great honor. Miss Savinxi here, he turns and says, hi. Says that you've already <laughs> explored some of the dungeon from whence this light came. The gaunt light of old. Is this true? Yeah. And he kind of bows his head a bit and nods like he's trying to put together like what he's thinking. And Rin says, I told you, I did tell you. My hollow reading said something bad was coming. Did I not tell this? I foresaw it in the cards. Yes, Rin, you did tell us in the cards. It is most dangerous for me to be out here. So many buildings here have corners from which the hounds can come. Right. It's okay. I will protect you from any hounds. Before she can say anything more strange, um, Mayor Menhim steps forward and he clears his throat and he looks very serious as he speaks and says, Brave heroes, I hate to reward a victory with a request, but you three have already done something even our brave members of the uh, Otari garrison were unable to do. You fought off the undead and the abominable alike. And for that, I must request. Will you save Otari? What has happened here tonight can happen again. We don't know when, but the monsters that were risen from the ground and beamed in through thin air, we don't know when it could happen ever again. I beseech you. On behalf of our humble town, and he gestures to all these people you see, the Sun Chasers, Rin, Carmen Rajani, Canali Tandervale, Jala Highstepper, all these people that are alive because you saved them from the zombies coming down, and whatever the Skeletrax really was. He looks at you and says, we can't save this town, but you can. Will you enter the gauntlet again and ensure it never shines upon our town? You don't need to ask. It's already on our minds. Yeah. I believe we're fairly capable enough. He nods and says, And so it is. And everyone? Quest, Quest accepted. accepted. Save, Save Otari. Otari. After the horrors of the 500 Founders Festival, an event now dubbed The Dead Tide, Otari now needs your aid, Dungeon Delvers. You slew the awful undead and a dreadful abomination, and perhaps only you can enter the gauntlet and stop it from ever happening again. Will you save Otari, heroes? And he nods and says, If you do so, I can uh, promise you all 50 gold worth of treasure from the town treasury. 
which is quite a lot Done. for people of... <laughs> um, and he nods and says, what shall we call you in Legends, adventurers? The Dungeon Delvers? The Heroes of Atari? Uh, let's keep it catchy. How about... Mm-hmm. Like, thinks he like puts his finger up to his mouth uh, and taps it. How about... Ooh, the Fogfen few. Ah, that's cute. I hmm. think he nods like it makes sense. And I want to point out, we did not have this prep. Ritz, you hit me with that in the middle of the session. Be like, hey, what about <laughs> this name? I was like, what the fuck? That's really good. It's the only time I'm able to do that. <laughs> it's just on, off the cuff. You keep doing this, by the way. You keep coming up with party names just out of nowhere. Be like, oh, what about this? Like, huh? I never what? think about a party name for more than like two minutes. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Regardless... So take a hero point for coming up with an incredibly good name. Could have used that earlier. I, I really like <laughs> <laughs> You should have named the party earlier. <laughs> Maybe in the middle of the fight, Silk should have said, I think we should be the fog fence you. And I'm like, take a hero point. <laughs> sure. Mayor Menhims nods and says, the fog fence you. All right, adventurers, please save the town of Otari. And you shall go down in legend as did the Roseguard. And as you all accept his terms, Ulrich, you return home in the night to your parents who hug you and ask if you're all right and make sure, like, baby you, treat your wounds and honestly are a little bit suffocating in their concern for your wounds. Fiore, you make your way back to the Dawn, uh, the Dawnflower Temple where your mothers listen to you as you tell them what you saw. And they say a prayer for you in thanks to Saren Ray for sending that spirit to bless your weapon. And Silk, as the crowds have dispersed, you quietly walk down the road, down Griffin Street towards Snitch Street, where you unlock the doors to an expansive mansion. You silently close the door after you. And with that... You prepare for your adventure tomorrow, where you will all enter the Forgotten Dungeon and uncover its secrets. This episode of Dice for Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. A Potato, Derpy Gamer 13, Quinlan Boss, Princess Alivy, Emily is Gay, Dexton, Meow Mai, Abigail Wallet, Knight the Werewolf Teacher, Ashley, Actually a Bot, Violet, Seraphine, Kyle Damon, Soul Grease Lobo, Phoebe Jeebies, Daisy Gilliam, Lux Rexus, Better Than Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Tony Saunders, Mita, Arave, Belmonts, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, 
Aries, Alexander Crystal, Mae Cohen, Skyly, Genuinely Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Bal Punyon, Giant A Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Jonathan Love, G Barbera, Luke, Clown, Sarah B, Seth, Kira, Lichelo, Gizmo, Cats, Fable McElduff, Ava, Remti Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Anna Maria, Jordan, Emily Derna, John DeBocorder, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valor Deterred. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice will roll today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.